Okay, so we are live and I want to welcome all of you awesome people who join us for our blog, uh, for our um, our stream. Some of you are going to be listening to the replay on Facebook and uh, LinkedIn and YouTube. And of course, you are going to see us on our blog. Well, I am so excited today. For those of you who know me, welcome back. And for those of you who do not know me, I am Marsha Lynn Hudson and I am a social media and brand strategist and I help entrepreneurs uh, success-driven entrepreneurs build a brand and grow their business on social media. And today I'm very excited to be uh, welcoming Veronica Cole. She is an awesome blogger from Atlanta. Isn't that great? And we're going to hear her story today. And so as you guys know, we kind of started our interviews uh, in March in Women's Month. And we've just been having some awesome and we are going to get started. Um, so uh, without any further ado, I want to welcome Veronica B. Cole and I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell us a little bit about her journey. Thank you so much for inviting me, Marsha. I am so excited to be here. Um, so again, a little bit about me. Uh, my name is Aronica, and I do live in the metro Atlanta area now. I'm originally born and raised in New York, um, which of course I will forever claim because, you know, the Big Apple, I will never be out rid of my soul, right? So a little bit about my journey. Um, I went to Spelman and I went to Spelman and I have a BA from psychology and business management. And then I went on and I have an MBA with a concentration in marketing. Initially, when I went off to college, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to become a pediatrician. I'm going to save all of these kids. It's going to be wonderful, right? But then I registered for uh, both chemistry as well as uh, physics at the same time. And I decided that I think I might do better with kids' minds. And so I switched my major to psychology and I was like, this is going to be awesome and amazing. And I was like, you know what? Um, if a child is hurt or if something is going on with them, I don't know how to separate myself from kind of what they're going through. So I left that all together and I went into human resources and I was like, this is it. This is the perfect mat like match of business as well as like psychology, right? Because human resources has a lot of, um, you're, you're in essence helping out people, which is really what I am driven by and it's helping people. And I did the corporate thing for some time and um, I actually got laid off in 2009, like along with a bunch of other people during that depression, right? And I was just um, using that time to kind of do some soul searching, but then I wound up pregnant and, um, and I was homeless for a bit of time. So I moved in with my mom and got back on my feet. I had my daughter and then I started back working again in corporate America. And I think that... Um, when you have children, right, they motivate you in a different type of way, right? You no longer settle for certain things because you want to give them the world. And I always told myself that I didn't want to be a hypocritical parent. I didn't want to be the type of parent that said, you know, do what I say, not what I do. So keeping that in mind, I worked really hard to um, to to move fast in the, car the corporate world. But I hit a glass ceiling when my husband and I faced some racism at work. And I was just like, you know what? I think that I'm done here. I think I'm going to leave at, 
But at this point in time, I had been in and out of the blogging world since about 2006. And in 2006, blogging was simply telling a story, right? Like we were on, we were telling stories, we were typing. It didn't matter what pictures you use. None of that actually mattered. But what mattered is that the story that you told. So if you were a blogger back then, you were an exceptional storyteller, right? Or you were giving really great advice or you were, you were teaching people something. And that was it. You didn't have to be this photographer. You didn't have to be this social media expert. You didn't have to do any of that. You told a story and that was it. And then after I had my second child, I decided not to go back to work. And I was like, you know what? I can make this blogging thing really work for me. And so I did, but I thought I was gonna be an overnight success. I thought that as soon as I started my blog, I was gonna be like rolling in money. <laughs> That's not what happened, right? <laughs> because so often we hear about these overnight successes but we don't realize that they aren't actually overnight successes, that they are actually work, that they are actually the results rather of work for years and years that nobody just really knew about. Right. And so then when we see them blow up, we're like, oh, my God, they're overnight successes. No, they are not overnight successes. We just didn't see the work they put in. And I have to understand that for myself. And so I, so, you know, I worked hard. I worked really hard at the same time as having a blog. I also had a store where I sold um, baby on car pants, the harem pants, and I would make them and I would send them out and it was uh, overwhelming. Okay. So one of the things about me is that both myself and my social media are reflective of who I actually am. Like my social media is not a highlight reel. I'm very honest on there because I believe that honesty uh, is definitely the best. Um, and I like to be authentic. So cut to about three years after I started my blog is when I really started to, to bring in money and I still wasn't rolling in it, but it was good enough for me to really begin to support my household. Um, I added an additional child. So now I've got three kids and um, now when a pandemic hit, it kind of hit my creativity. You know, um, I went from having all of this creative energy and being able to really channel it into uh, my site. And when my kids came home and they stayed home and they didn't go back to school for two years, I was like, well, <laughs> you know, we got to figure something out. Um, and actually during that time, I had been approached by multiple, multiple uh, friends of mine, as well as uh, just people that I knew. And they were like, hey, we really love what you're doing with your social media. Can you do it for us too? And so I moved into moved from the role of being influencer and being the hero of my story to now being the guide and helping people to create these communities and create this story for themselves. Um, so now um, I blog, yes, and I'm still an award-winning blogger and I'm still making money from my blog. Um, however, I am also teaching people how to come along with me. So um, now I am a social media strategist. I am a blog coach. I am a business coach. Um, and now I'm teaching people how to do this for themselves versus them kind of twiddle their thumbs and, and do all of the YouTube university and kind of figure it out for themselves and you know, shortening that time frame for them to have their own success. Wow. Um, I love that. I love how you, um, 
I love that you want to be authentic and that is the, the best way to be as you are, you know, showing up on social media, creating a brand. I love that story. And, and now you have three kids and I love how you said you weren't, you know, we are not overnight successes. It's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, right? And then you see us do something like, wow, they were overnight. No, we've been putting in years behind the scene. So let me ask you this. And I love what you said, um, how it's like Donald Miller and his book, I read a uh, brand story and he talks about being the guide and you're, you're, you know, your client is the hero. I love how you said you're the guide. So let's say if someone hears you on the on the um, podcast or or they hear you uh, or see you uh, as we're streaming or later on when they watch the replay, how would you say that if they're busy like you, I mean, you three kids, your wife, how could you tell them how to be able to do all of this and still manage their business and still balance um, what they want to do? Because what you're doing is a lot. And so many times people are like, I'm just overwhelmed. I don't know how to balance it all. So how do you balance that, all of that? I think the idea of balance or the the idea that we have of balance that society reinforces that we're supposed to have balance over a day, right? Or uh, we're supposed to have balance over a week, or there's a specific time frame where balance is supposed to come into play. And it's time to get rid of that notion, right? Because one, society is not set up to make moms and specifically women successful in working, right? Because there are so many demands. We are the domestic engineers, right? So we're the ones who keep the home functioning, right? So we are meal planning, we're grocery shopping, we're keeping up with the cleaning, we're doing all of the things, right? And then we're doing that while trying to grow in our in our careers, right? Because let's be real here, they are not paying one person enough to support an entire family any longer because the cost of living is on the rise, right? Salaries are not on the rise unless <laughs> we're out here, like, you know, really negotiating and really and have those honed negotiation skills so that you can result in success, right? Then we've got to be doing the extracurricular activities. My kids run track. I'm the track coach as well, you know, so, and then, you know, you try to take a vacation, right? So society does not set us up for success in balance. The way that I see balance or quote unquote balance is we are all given a certain number of balls that we're juggling, right? Some of these balls are ceramic. Some of these balls are plastic. You have to know which ones are plastic and can be dropped. And then they just bounce back up into the rotation versus the ceramic balls that you have that if you drop, they shatter. In my life for me, my kids are ceramic balls. My marriage is a ceramic ball. You know, my home is a ceramic ball. Right. And there are certain aspects of my business that are two ceramic balls, but not every aspect. And I think it's important that we learn to prioritize things that really actually need the prioritization versus some things that may not. Like it would be nice if this got done. So I start my day off with my top three things that need to get done. If nothing else gets done that day, and those were the only three things that I got done, I have success. And I think it's important because we will often have these super long to-do lists. Like I've got like super long to-do lists, right? And if we don't go through all of them, we feel like we were not productive. And that's not the truth. The truth is, is that we may not have prioritized our list of things that we needed to get done properly. Or we actually did not need to get certain things done and we rather wanted to get them done. It's really all about learning what is really a priority in your life versus what's not. 
and really prioritizing those things appropriately. I love that. I do the same thing. I have um I have a journal here that uh from one of the ladies that I follow, Erin Erin on Demand, and she has a, a top three journal, and I love it. And in that top three journal, I pretty much um I do the same thing. I do my top three. And so you're right. I have a long list too. But if I get my top three priorities done, I feel like, okay, I really, I was successful today. And I think too many of us, we're, we're wives and, you know, we have our husbands and we have our families and we wear all of these hats. I think we are, we're trying to do too many things in, in one day. And then that's when we're like, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. Instead of picking maybe two or three of your top priorities, I like that analogy of, the balls top three priorities and getting that done because it's like you don't have to um do everything i think it was jim ron that said you know success is just a, a few simple daily uh actions every day you don't have to do so many things so yeah. i love that you know picking those priorities and trying instead of trying to do so much so you mentioned that after three years uh your business just kind of took off what would you say was the one pivotal thing that uh, caused it to take off? I know you say you have been doing social media and I know you probably have been doing some other things. What, what would you say was that that turning point with, that you could tell women who are doing that? Because it just doesn't always happen overnight. What happened that it, it made your business just kind of take off? This is going to sound very like idealistic, but it just clicked for me, you know, um, <laughs> I don't want to say something like I didn't have a choice because I did have a choice. I could have gone back to work. You know, um, I have, you know, degrees. I've got skill sets. These things could have absolutely done well back in corporate America. But I made the decision to succeed. Right. During a time where I could have could have made a different decision, because after my first year, you know, in business for myself, we had blown through the savings that I had set up for us. Um, just in case I didn't make a profit because I didn't, you know, we couldn't afford to pay our rent. You know, um, so we had these things that were lined up or that spoke to my lack of success or rather my failure. But instead of choosing to allow failure to define what I would be able to do, I chose to fail fast, make the necessary adjustments that I needed to in order to have success and then apply those lessons quickly. So I was not successful. You know, I wasn't always successful managing time. And honestly, there are still days where I struggle, right? Because um, I was just on vacation last week. My vacation actually highlighted some businesses in my, some gaps in my business. And literally, as soon as I return from vacation, I'm working to bridge that gap to close them, right? Because as your business grows, there's always going to be something that reveals itself that needs to be done. Right. And um, even though I like to pride myself on being an excellent communicator, it's also coming up that there's some work on my communication that I need to do. And I think that that being adaptable and not taking the failure as a final uh, sentence and taking that failure as a pivot point is definitely key. That is great. So you so now you're you're the guide. I love that um, for people. So for people who are thinking about I want to get into blogging and I know you're on Clubhouse. So be sure and follow her on Clubhouse and on her on your profile. Um, you were talking about how you help people with streams of income with their blog. So if there are some people who are going to be listening or hearing and they're thinking about uh, starting a blog or, you know, how to 
to monetize their blog or just getting started what to do how could they how could you help them as the guide if they wanted to um get started and they were like i really need to talk with her how could you how could they reach you or how could they get started i mean what do you have uh for them as far as getting started with blogging or just yeah. teaching them something about that um lane so excellent question right um one of the things that i wish that i had learned about before i made the decision to pursue blogging at the first at, at this level that i have been is understanding the power of one a business plan and keeping it updated right because if you're blogging for business which you should be and it should always be part of your marketing plan because blogging is a more than 400 billion dollar industry right now right so in 2020, it was 400 billion. We are in 2022. It's growing consistently, right? Um, I wish that I would have just understood that there is so much power in affiliate, affiliate marketing, right? Because yes, sponsored content is great. It's guaranteed income. But the idea of not having a cap on how much money I can make, whew, now that is powerful, right? I wish I had le learned how to really create and nurture my community because I didn't understand the impact of community at that point in time. So what do I offer though, right? And why work with a blog coach versus just Googling all of the things, going to YouTube University, right? The amount of time that you spend Googling things and hoping that that's what you need is just a waste of time. Time is money. Right. Many of us are already strapped for time because we don't get that back time. We do not get back money. We can make we can spend we can replace we can make more right as we spend. You don't get that time back. And so when you work with a coach like me, we cut down on that time that it takes for you to be successful. Right. So going from starting from literal starting point, like from choosing where to host your blog at, how to identify your niche, how to figure out what your consistent posting schedule is looking like, how to make all of that work with your social media. So that way you have just a consistent reflection of what's going on on your blog with your social media. So that way you're able to monetize both setting up true advertising budgets how to set up a marketing objective. You know, when you work with a, a coach, they work with you one-on-one -on -one to determine what these things should look like for you, as well as how to plan within the energy reserves that you have, right? Because many of us, we don't have 24 hours in a day like Beyonce has, right? Because we're the, cleaners, <laughs> we're the cleaners, we're doing these other things. Our 24 hours looks a little different. So we have to be that much more efficient with it. Working with a blog coach allows you to do that. Yes. Uh, yeah. So they could go to, to YouTube University or Google University. But and I tell people sometimes when you're tired of just rolling, going on what they call the hamster wheel or, you know, year after year, I want to do this. I've been wanting talking about this and a year after year passing by. You thinking, oh, I can do it myself. I got enough information or, you know, you sell Clubhouse, and you get information for free. And I tell people information is free, but transformation, you got to pay. So this sometimes part. you need a coat. You, you, you need a coach and like you say the coach can get you from a to z in such a small amount of time we just don't have that kind of time whereas you've been trying to do this for years and doing it yourself and you get this yes. free information and you're trying to make it work and you're going to google why not get someone who's been there someone like you who who's made it a business so that you can cut out that time and grow to uh being successful 
uh, faster. So sometimes you just need a coach. So I want to ask you lastly to tell us, what would you give a piece of advice for any business uh, woman who is thinking about a business or maybe struggling in her business? And, uh, you know, what could she do to kind of move forward? And then lastly, be sure and tell us how we can reach you let me see someone put on here what's a good oh someone has a question okay. uh so i do want you to tell us the, some advice you would give for our yeah. business owners and i do want you to tell us where we can reach you i did put in the chat but what's a good budget for marketing your blog That's so honestly um working with things like uh Google ads, working with like Facebook and Mar and Instagram advertising, as well as LinkedIn advertising, I would recommend to start out with a budget of $100 just to make sure that you have set up your audience properly because you will get a response within that first $100. In fact, you could start out with something even as small as $25 to make sure that your audience is set up properly. You don't want to invest something like $5,000 into the wrong audience and not have a payoff, right? But build out your audience, start out with that $20 and monitor it daily just to make sure that you're, you're marketing to the correct audience and then build out your budget from there, right? Because it really depends on what kind of um, income or what kind of money you have available, right? Someone who already has six figures and has you know a lot of disposable income can afford to invest, say, $1,000 a month into their the marketing of their blog, but someone who is only, uh, say, reaping a benefit and may only have a budget of $50 a month, if you have the right audience set up, that $50 a month is going to go a long way and it'll begin to, to grow the way that you need it to, right? And you'll begin to get those hits that you need to. So that way you can begin to apply for things like a media vine where you have advertising run on your site and then your marketing budget just begins to expand. But start out with the $20 build out your audience to make sure that you actually have that done correctly and then add more. So can people who work with you, do they learn that you, you teach them how to market their blog when they work with you, you teach that so right now, I don't have a program that is specific for uh, running advert ads. Um, that's not something that I have right now. It is something that I'm working to build out. Okay. So you, I, I like that advice because yeah, you don't have to spend $5,000 on Facebook to, to get, um, I'm John Lee, one of the guys that I follow, he talks about $5 a day on Facebook to grow your business. So yeah. when they market, uh, let's say you, you're saying, let's say you spend $25 a day or you have a hundred a month to start off when they market, should they be trying to in the ad, should they be trying to send people to their blog? They or should. They um, it should absolutely position their blog as being a must read guide, right? Even if you're doing video for it, because video is so hot right now and you get such a really great return on video, period. So if you're doing a video, send them back to your site, right? And make sure on your website, you're already ready to capture an email address, right? Because social media, while it's beautiful, it's great. You can keep in contact at any point in time. We're at the mercy of people who own social media accounts. Right. And they can shut it down. They can change, change an algorithm. Right. Which we know about. And now we've lost our contact with all of our, our people that we built up with. Right. 
be prepared to capture an email address so that you can really get into those people's emails, right? And use that as part of your, your marketing strategy as well as your marketing budget, right? So I would probably put more money into a sales funnel and utilizing, say, something like um, ConvertKit versus a Facebook ad only because I'm owning these email addresses and I'm able to get directly into that inbox, right? Mm -hmm. Versus be at the mercy of like the Facebook gods or excuse me, the metaverse gods and whenever they feel like showing my content. Right, right. Because you can get hacked and lose all of your uh, uh, followers on Instagram. Exactly. But in your inbox, I preach email marketing because that is such an effective tool for growing your business. In your inbox, those are your people. And I, I like what you said because you, we should have a lead magnet to people, something that people are like, oh my gosh, with you, that you'd probably have eight steps to getting blog, starting your blog or something. And people who want to start a blog would be like, oh my God, yes, I want that. And in, in exchange, they give you one of their most valuable commodities, which is their email. Yeah. Um, so those are some great tips. So be sure and tell us, give us your, as we wrap up, give us your one piece of advice you want to give our business owners. And be sure and tell us, Veronica, because I'm sure some people are going to want to reach out to you for blogging because I believe blogging is, there's so many benefits to blogging. There are, yes. Um, yeah, so be sure and tell us how can we find you also. Absolutely. So my one piece of advice is make sure that you have the mindset. Right. Because so often we can be deterred. In fact, I'm actually working on my mindset in this moment, to be completely <laughs> honest. Right. Um, because if we're being completely honest at any point in time, something can happen, whether it be with our clients, whether it could be with our kids, whether it can be with our marriage that shifts our mindset. And if we don't have the proper mindset for success then we're not going to be successful. So mindset is definitely the ultimate thing that I would say to focus on when you're growing your business, right? You have to have that growth mindset ready. You have to be ready with your success mindset. Um, so if you are interested in reaching out to me, which I hope that you are, you are more than welcome to see me on the interwebs. I can uh, be found on uh, Instagram at Aronica B. Cole. Um, I can also be found, of course, on uh, Clubhouse Streets. My club is called the Six Figure Blogger Club. And I am Aronica. I think just Aronica be cool there too. I think I'm pretty yeah, sure you are six <laughs> easy to be to be found. <laughs> Actually, everywhere I'm Aronica be cool. My website for this specific is Aronica me though. And that's where they can find your blog. So my blog is Aronica be I own all of the real estate on Aronica. <laughs> all right. I am so excited. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us today, Aronica. I actually met Aronica on Clubhouse. We've only been on there a little while, which my husband calls it crack house, but that's okay. <laughs> because he's still always on there. But I'm so glad that I met her when I heard her talking about uh, blogging because there's so many people who... Um, I run across uh, and ask me about blogging, but I don't want to be everything to everybody. Mm -hmm. So I would love to just push me, yeah, go call Veronica. I don't want to be everything anymore to everybody because you, we got, we all know when we try to serve everyone, we actually serve no one. So I hopefully you guys who are interested in blogging, there's so many benefits. Google Laws blog, when you post that, um, you know, fresh content, you know, you grow your business. There's just so many, um, 
benefits. And I'm sure when you work with Veronica, she can even tell you how to monetize it eventually down the road. So thank you guys so much for being with us today. And I know some of you are going to be watching this later and be sure and reach out to Veronica B. Cole. I think you could just probably put her name in Google and find it everywhere. <laughs> and uh, we want to thank her for giving us her time. We know she is busy, busy. She is a wife and mom of three and running a thriving business. So thank you so much, Veronica. And uh, we wish you all of the best. Thank you so much for having me. You are so welcome.